This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, and I'm happy to invite and say hello in the studio, Ariella Rosenberg from Ort South Africa. How's it, Ariella? Welcome to the show. Hi, Benji. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for for joining us. Now, Ariella, I, I may have said I've certainly said this to you, but to, you know, to the listeners, I I am a big fan of the work that Ort does, but not just because of of myself. My, my own family came from from Belarus. And when they arrived here, my my grandfather was wa- wanting to study, and so he 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 went to Ort, and they gave him a a bursary to go do uh, wood engineer wood engineering wood carp- carp- carpentry. Yeah, there we go. And 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 from there, basically, my whole family business w- was in existence. Where it was my grandfather, my father, my aunts. Uh, basically, everyone moved from that, and I think that it, it talks to the sort of impact that employment can have and the opportunity for people to uh, to earn a livelihood. And, and in some ways, you know, that was, for me was always the Ort story, but Ort is sort of so much about that and uh, so much more than that. Uh, so I'd like just to ask, just briefly to tell everyone, what, what is Ort all about so they can get a sense of organization? Benji, I absolutely love your story, and I'm also loving when I meet people from the community when I hear those stories, because Ort started actually 1880, more than 140 years ago. So the legacy that Ort has is quite an amazing, and, and you hear that from the stories. The stories have built the legacy of what Ort is all, all about, and it's an ed- educational NGO. It started with looking at assisting the Jewish community with support of vocational and artisanship skills in the 1880s. And 140 years later, it evolved to work in almost 60 countries throughout those years. And in many countries, it actually runs high schools and colleges and universities. And art has always been about employability. And that's why when you look in the 1880s, if there was a lot of work around agriculture skills, you see that it's less agriculture and more on STEM. And many are saying that if you look at where art evolves, it evolved from artisanship to an IT as artisanship, where the coding, the STEM education, and the robotics coming in. And, and this is where art is. Art in South Africa is quite unique to the network because we don't have a school. The South African Board of Jewish Education is, affiliati- is affiliated to World Art, but our work is in the Jewish community, in the outreach community. We have, through the STEM Academy, the Skills and Enterprise Development Academy, AutoJet that you know very well, that helps the Jewish businesses and non-Jewish businesses as well. And we launched also the AutoSec Career Hub because we realized, especially in the, in the community that we're in, that um, the element of career is very relevant and uh, critical uh, in every stage in the, in the life of a person, from very early to, to post-schooling to after university and, after, after re- and even after retirement. So let's talk about unemployment, uh, f- given that that's the focus. Right? We know that South Africa has the highest unemployment rate in the world. We top 40%, which is horrific and, 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 and terrible. Uh, and many, many ideas are out there to try and, and, and fix it. And uh, it does, does seem to be getting worse over the last 10 years. What about in our own community? In the last two years, we've seen with the effects of lockdowns, lots of small businesses going under, yeah. uh, young people trying to figure out what to do at university. Are we seeing a pressure inside the community around the issue of unemployment? Let me just give you the broader picture. Mm. 
when you compare South Africa to other countries, you actually don't realize how bad it is. So let's look at um, Brazil or um, Mexico that maybe could be similar from an economic state. There may be less than 20% unemployment rate. In South Africa, we're looking at, as you said, about 40%, but the real number is amongst the youth, which is almost close to 70% unemployment, which means it's, it's shocking. And this is something that you, you, you look at it and you just don't, you try to grasp it. And every work that we're trying to, to do in the community feels like just a drop in the ocean mm -hmm. because the numbers are just so ridiculous. In the Jewish community, we have seen an increase of uh, requests for different ages, even very young, 22, 25, that are, that actually are, feel that they, I, fi I find it more not having the direction of where to go as far as career is concerned. We do, we have seen a lot of businesses that have fallen down and was given up and have decided to also look for uh, a way, uh, you know, and employment. And as you know, from outside, it's not only employability, not that doesn't only mean becoming employed. It also means, okay, maybe there is a, to consider also to start a business between mm -hmm. the two. Yes. Because uh, we find there's so much, it's limited the number of businesses that can, <laughs> you know, as much as we can empower and upskill youth, uh, and we're looking to do that in skills that are relevant to the job market. We're also looking at how we can assist the community with starting a business or sustaining the business that they started. It's interesting you talk about relevant skills. I think that that's yes. something where there's, uh, I think, quite a lot of debate. Uh, there's or there seems to be often a bit of a clash between the humanities versus the STEM, particularly at university level, uh, where people get a master's or a PhD in something and they still can't quite find a job, or even sometimes the other way around, where skills are too technical and and there's not such a a demand for such a specific skill in the market. So yes. where do you guys see the issue of skills and, and, and relevant skills, especially in such a changing environment where things change so quickly? Mismatch. Yes. Mismatch. Uh, and that's something that corporates can actually tell you about the mismatch of, of skills. And, you know, the problem is it's actually quite interesting if we look at the history. And we look at the, from history point of view, the 1880, 90% of them, if we look at America, it's a research that was shared by Evan Kagan in one of our Autosec Career Hub webinars. 90% of the people were actually in agriculture. Mm -hmm. Two th in 2000, almost 2%. So the change has taken over the years, right? But when you look at current, current the technology pace is so fast that the skills that are needed are fast. So, you, kn you know, if you were to look at companies that, f let's take blockchain and keep cryptocurrency kind of, uh, that, that cryptocurrency is based on, you would find a lot of uh, need for, for, for that type of skills. But there aren't the, you know, the market can't really meet those, those needs. Um, so digital skills is one of the things that we do see is needed from whatever level, um, whether you are very technical to, to, to high technical uh, level, and even as, as an opportunity to start a business because you know, a website or a social media is always helpful for any business. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have that skill is something that can be, per, can be achieved or acquired quite fast. So one of the things we actually run uh, at the Autosec Career Hub is, is giving access to those type of courses that can 
enable you to achieve skills in a short period of time so you can start earning money you know faster well, absolutely imperative to to yeah you because know, not everyone has four four years to study at university and uh, figure out what's going on with regards to the work that they need to do. Yes. We're talking to Ariella Rosenberg. She's from Ort SA. We'd love to hear your viewpoints on unemployment. Where are you seeing it in the community? Have you been out there trying to find a job, struggling? Maybe you, maybe you took a course in something. And you've been successful in finding work, maybe in the digitals field or somewhere else. We'd love to hear from you. You can SMS us 34519 or telegram us on 061-895-1019. I'm Benji Shulman and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. We're talking to Ariella Rosenberg today from Ort South Africa about the issue of employment um, and, and unemployment. Ariel, one of the things that I'm also interested in the issue of soft skills. You know, you have someone, uh, they go through a, a, a university course even, and, and I've read stuff where people say, well, they still can't get, get employed. And part of it was just literally that they didn't really know how to perform during a job interview. They didn't understand an office culture maybe. And, and all of these things were affecting them even though they had the right technical skills for the work that they had to do. Very interesting. And this is, by the way, one of the topics, the soft skills, where we talk about EQ, we talk about interview skills, about CV writing and all that. It's part of our, by the way, Autosa Career Hub, which we'll talk about later. I know, mm. but it's very crucial whether to maintain, to get a job and also obviously to maintain it. So that element of soft skills is true for finding a job and maintaining it. But it's also to look at when people are worried about the fact that robots and the AI, artificial intelligence, is going to change their, their work. So, you know, what will happen to lawyers? Uh, will a lawyer, just as an example, you know, if uh, artificial intelligence can, can take the role of a lawyer, can uh, artificial intelligence and robotic can they take a role of a doctor, of, a, of a medical practitioners? And I think this is where the soft skills comes in, the ability to communicate. So if there's anything that we can do with our children is to work on the soft skills, the ability to communicate, the ability to, even if you set, to send them to public speaking, mm -hmm. you know, a type of things where you, the robot is not going to be able to communicate to you and explain to you elements that a person can do. Right. So for example, you know, when we talk about soft skills, also incorporating it into a professions that may be seem redundant will be the, 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 the way to go from the future workplace. So we actually have a, a message in here yes. um, from Car Carol Zimmerman saying, Dear Benji and guest, uh, your story about your family is the same as mine. Oh, wow. uh, sanitary engineer, plumber, ah. uh, and too little attention uh, is being paid to trades which puts food on the tables. Yes. Why is there a stigma attached to trades in, in South Africa? I have no idea. This is such a good question. There is, by the way, a stigma attached to that and a stigma attached to entrepreneurship, by the way. Oh, interesting. Because yes. you would think that entrepreneurship would have this big, high... You know, There's no thing. difference between a Jewish to a non-Jewish mom. Right. Any mom in South Africa, I find, wants a child to finish matric and go to university and get a degree, whether it's relevant or not, as long as they've got a degree. 
nothing wrong about vocational and artisanship. In fact, they can make really good money. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong about, you know, if, the, if a child has that inclination to entrepreneurship. Um, so there is a stigma around those things, and it is part of, I don't know, maybe the way, you know, maybe we've grown as a community. Um, I'm not sure. I find it quite interesting, for example, the, that in Finland, they let the children choose their path quite early in their, in their, in their school career. So they can actually even choose a vocational path and in addition to matric quite early in the stage. And the parents accept it, which I find it must be part of the culture that the parent would accept whatever. And there was a story about a professor and a doctor that let their child, uh, their child decided they want to do plumbing, and they were very acceptable of it. I mean, we know in South Africa it's not going to be as acceptable as it is. But I agree, these are definitely, by the way, those vocations and, vocations and artisanship are needed as well. And... Is there, I mean, is there a risk when, when people talk about vocation that you're a boilermaker or something that suddenly then the, the technology changes and then you're out of a job? Because I think that's what people are always afraid of when it comes to a vocational background is that somehow it might become redundant very quickly. Such a good question. And I'll tell you why. Because maybe our parents, when they became whatever profession, a plumber or anything else, they have got a job. And for them, it would have been, um, you know, they would have stayed in the job and maintained it and without growing or learning or anything. In today's world, where technology pace is changing so quickly, learning as you go along on the job is critical, in no matter what profession you are. You, in order for you not to become redundant, you have to actually broaden the spectrum of what you're doing and gain skills in extra stuff that's more than what your, your profession requires, um, especially because the technology changes. So to bring in, to be open-minded, to bring in the digital element or the technology element to a profession that in the past may not have been relevant to you. And what about the issue of, of, of sort of bridging those? I mean, I just it's interesting when we talk about the, the entrepreneurship element uh, yes. and, and the stigma. I, I had actually that very discussion with a, a good Jewish mother the other day. Uh, and she was very upset because her, her her son wanted to go into property, and uh, and do a property business, and she wanted him to go to university, like you said. Yeah. But I do feel like whether you're an artisan or if you're going to be a starting a business, surely there's an element of understanding accounting, understanding marketing, understanding some basic economics that would assist you in 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 any of those fields absolutely so so is it is it a good idea for an 18 year old to just go out straight out of school and start try start their own business or is there some value to some kind of study not in the sense of a, a, a say a university degree for the purposes of being an accountant or being yeah. an engineer but for the purposes of having some basic tools to make sure that you have a successful business 100 percent with you and i'll give you an example there was a, i met a, a young young boy who was interested in the cannabis mm -hmm. business. Right. And I said to him that there is a cannabis academy. Go and gain the skills because then it will stand you out from any competition out there, and especially because it's a business that's growing. So I am 100% with you ag agreeing that you need to gain skills, knowledge, insight into it more than just uh, going and starting a business. Mm -hmm. 
So if we were to say, okay, what is the next step? If I decide, let's say, I, let's take the Jewish mom and, and, and a boy wants to start a business with property, what is my next step? My next step, what I would recommend the mother is to go and say, okay, let's look for a mentor. Let's find somebody who's already in the property business. Meet that person and find out from them. Ask the questions of what are the skills, what is the knowledge, what do I need to learn to gain before I start a business of property? Because, you know, youngsters, they think they know it all, they want to start, you know, and they're ready to, to fail, which is great. This is the entrepreneurship risk, uh, spirit. But most definitely, I'm not saying just go and start a business. I'm most definitely saying, and it may be that university degree is not what, your, you, need. what you need. But how do you find out what you need? So depending on the, on the area that you want to go, go and meet with people. And, you know, we're in a community. It's not what you know. Sometimes it's who you know. And, you know, most, you know, and this, uh, whatever you call it, the sixth connection, the sixth degree. Six degrees, yeah. Whatever it is, there are, when you need to find a way, you know, you'll find a way. Mm -hmm. So you do have a, 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 an area, and you may find that one, that, that sector that you were thinking of, once you actually go, maybe even volunteer in a property place, that, that child, that student, whatever, whatever he, how old he is, he is is to offer himself as a, as a volunteering capacity. He may find actually that's not what he would like to do, mm -hmm. but nothing wrong, at least he pursued what he, what he, what, what he thought he was dreaming. Yeah. Uh, th there is a sense in which, you know, it used to be that good Jewish boys were doctors, lawyers, or accountants, yeah. and now they're doing property, crypto, or cannabis. And I, I, it's interesting <laughs> because there are these new jobs that are around the world all of a sudden that we, 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 we never thought of even five years ago. Yes. Especially this issue of remote working. You know, people, yes. it's very common in Israel for people, you know, you, you'll say, well, what do you do? They say, I work American hours. You know, I work for an yeah, American company sure. in Israel doing, doing work, which is customer service work or, or back office work. Is that a trend we're seeing in South Africa as well? Yes. I just think that, by the way, I think that working remotely has been before COVID mm -hmm. uh, with many companies. I just think that COVID has just brought it up and allowed other companies to be open-minded about incorporating that into their workplace. What I think is not yet familiar in our community is the actually opportunity to work remotely and make income out of it. Mm -hmm. So what is called a geek community or becoming a freelance. And that is something that we're trying through the Autosec Career Hub. We're trying to bring awareness into opportunities of somebody that, say, can't leave home for whatever reasons, has the skills, and there are opportunities for you now actually to work remotely. And that, I mean, that was also available, obviously, before COVID, but I think that now people are more open-minded to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's made the whole sense of it uh, much, much more open. Yes. So let's chat about then the, 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 the career hub. What, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Because you're not trying to recruit people. You're not a no. recruitment agency no. uh, finding people jobs. So then no. what, where, is the, where is the value add that, that Ort is looking to, to focus on when we're talking about this? So it's on various areas because career, as you know, career comes in different stages in life and it comes in different ways. So in either from the side of I actually have no idea what I want to do. How do I actually find my purpose in life? How do I find what I'm doing in my life? We have series of talks around that. Um, 
Two, I have an idea what I want. I need to submit CV. I need to have interviews. We're talking about those soft skills. We, we run workshops uh, around that, which, by the way, are all we have a lot of recording because this is the fourth year we're running it. So we have recording in a Jetflix. I will tweet it later on and uh, give you the link to the YouTube channel. We have a playlist for our old career hub so you can actually find what you're looking for. So CV writing, um, interviewing skills, how to put your profile on LinkedIn. Mm. Because the whole job search is turned upside down. It's no longer you are sent CVs and I'm waiting for answers. It's more using the platform, the professional platform. And LinkedIn is one of the biggest professional platform that you know, exists internationally. How do we utilize LinkedIn? One, from the side of networking. So when I look for a job, maybe I go up for a cup of coffee with a company that I'm interested, somebody I know there or somebody who knows someone and have a chat about how do I get, you know, get, my, get, to, get myself known in the company. LinkedIn is a, a wonderful tool. We have a series of talks by uh, Tilly Davis, who's expert in the LinkedIn platform. And in fact, I think we've got a, um, a workshop with her tomorrow, or the 31st of May. When mm -hmm. is the 31st of May? Yes, 31st tomorrow. of May. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, so I would definitely highly recommend if you go onto the Autosay website, click on the link. This week, we also have a wonderful webinar uh, for people above the age of 50. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, you can be standing in a crossroad, deciding what career you want to choose at any stage in your life. And we find a lot of people at the age of 50 and above and next to retirement. What do we do now? Right. And um, we have a talk, a webinar this week by that's called Don't Retire, Refire. So I'm actually quite keen to, to listen myself. So I'm, as you can see, I'm learning myself a lot. And we're also looking at the future of work. We have Arthur Goldstack, who is Autis A IT ambassador that gives us wonderful talks about the future of work, as well as Evan Kagan, who's actually going to be next week giving a, a, a workshop that I think you may be interested on building a culture that guarantees success in the new world of work. Amazing. You know, a question that you were raising here. And also the whole gig economy and looking at freelancing, we have Brent Spilking, who's also giving a webinar. So as you can see, we've got- Trying to cover the whole gamut of, of everything. Of webinars that really looks at from how do I make a decision to um, the to the job that I would like to, and if I do know what job I am want to pursue, how do I go about it? Uh, to look at other options that's not only working from the office nine to five, uh, as I spoke about the Greek and yeah. working freelancing. So, I mean, two skills like we we have also workshops in July around Excel. Right. Um, you know, upgrading yourself uh, at no matter at what age you are, Excel is always needed in any job that you're in. So we've got a bunch of messages coming through, a lot of them from uh, Carol Zimmerman saying, well, maybe you can be a plumber and uh, have a look at estate agents, because uh, that's another thing that, that people are doing. And, and also saying that as far as retirement is concerned, just keep working as long as possible. Yes, <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that. So, <laughs> so if, if people are interested in... In, in what you're uh, talking about, if, if you are in one of those sectors, whether you're older or younger or looking at your, your skill set and trying to uh, find out where to go, um, how can people find out more details about the Career Hub? 
So they can go into the Autis Aid website, www.autisa.org.za. We also have um, under the OTJET website, www.autjet.org.za. We've got a calendar of events, and they are most welcome to email us on info at autsa.org.za with any questions, any ideas they have, and uh, go into our, onto our YouTube, which is the JetFlix, and there is Career Hub playlist there as well. There you go. That's all the information of these uh, upcoming workshops, the Career Hub. If you are thinking about employment, you've got a young person or an old person in your family that's looking for employment, this might just be providing some of the answers. Ariella Rosenberg from Ortesa, thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity. Thank you.